Yeah, but you can't say that there's a perfect prospect because there's there is going to be a certain amount of bias thrown in there because nobody is perfect. There's no perfect player coming out of college. That's why they are prospects and everything's it's a guess with the draft. But I, I think that guys has a lot of great stuff on film and in the weight room and um, you know his background coming up from where he came up with that maybe whatever something small happened and got blown out of proportion. You never know what it is. I think the character concerns need to come out and show that that's really nothing that we needed to worry yeah, about. Yeah, I, I agree. He's a first-round talent for sure. And we got him. We traded back and got a third-round pick and got guys. That's pretty awesome. And with that third-round pick, we got a pretty good player. Uh, I, I'm in the, I think I'm in the minority. I like our third round pick Louisville offensive tackle, Jerron Christian. And I'm going to tell you guys why, um, Trent Williams and Morgan Moses are both recovering from injury and Trent Williams. He's, I think he's going to be 30 later this year. It's crazy. Uh, the athletic wonder, he, he won't be here forever as hard as it is to say that. And well, it might not be time to prepare for his successor. I think Jerron Christian, uh, if you want depth there, or if you want just a guy who can come in and spot start if the injuries get worse, Jerron Christian is your guy. Uh, he's got the height and the athleticism, and he's pretty nimble for his size. I really like this pick. I think that he can be developed into a starter. Like uh, I'm not, I'm not joking there. Like he, he's got that upside. Uh, a lot of people were like, "Well, why are we drafting that?" I think I think it's a good pick because we definitely need a depth there. And you look at that, you know, maybe they can move Ty and Seiki to guard now. I know that's been something in the works. So that could improve the depth of our overall offensive line because when you do that, you're moving guys like Ari Kwanjo into the reserves. So I think that could help. I, I, I like the, his addition as a swing tackle. It might not have been the best pick we could have made there, but getting Geis in the second round kind of negates that, like, you, like we said yeah. earlier, because you, you get that top-notch value you get that third round pick back you you're, you you have a little bit of lenience on what you can do and I, I really think they did a good job with that draft selection so that's what I think about the third round pick uh I mean, you got anything to add Nathan yeah I mean I don't know a lot about this guy um I think you get that third round pick back I would have liked to have seen maybe somebody who can I mean that's a third round pick somebody can come in and start right away mm-hmm. now if you're if he does what you're saying and you know he turns into a starter potential and he ends up being your, you know, your third tackle who can be a starter that becomes, he becomes tradable. He becomes, you know, Trent Williams or Morgan Moses go down. He becomes a plug and play guy. You don't have to worry about. So I think that the potential side of it, I'm fine with it. I don't, I don't hate the pick. I'm not, you know, slamming my hands on the table. I, I really don't have a problem with the pick. I, I do think that maybe they should have gone maybe uh, a guard, maybe pure guard there. You can, plug and play and start right away but again no complaints I mean you know from what I've read about him he has potential to like you said become a really nice piece for us so if that's what you when you get that and you're getting that third round pick back that you originally traded away so so anything you get there is is a plus basically yeah anything you get there is something you wouldn't have gotten anyway so I think to get a guy there who maybe there were better players out there who could have came in and started right away. But, you know, the one thing you, the worst thing you can do is draft for need over BPA is that's how I look at it. And I think that they said, you know what, we don't need a tackle. You know, we don't need a, a project tackle, but you know, maybe they had him ranked higher than anybody, any of the guards on the board at that time. So I'm, I'm okay with the pick. I don't have a problem. With it. I think I heard they had a second round grade on him. So 
Uh, he, yeah, there you go. He was a pretty good player at that pick, and uh, that's the most important position on the offensive line is your blindside blocker. So I think you need security there, especially if you're thinking about moving and Seiki to guard. So I definitely yeah. like that pick. And the the only pick I didn't like is actually the next one on the board, the fourth rounder, Penn State safety mm-hmm. Troy Apke. Uh, throughout the yeah, draft, what is- yeah, I I don't know what they were thinking there. Honestly, I mean, I I liked Apke in a certain round. That round was round seven. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I did, saw you tweet that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was kind of in shock. I was kind of built bewildered by that pick, but uh, I, I do like his upside. I think. I don't want to compare him to Monte Nicholson because they're very different prospects. A lot of people were saying that when the pick came out, trying to be optimistic about it. Uh, he he is similar to Nicholson in the sense that he has upside. He has some traits that bode well for him. Uh, he's got crazy speed, combine speed, four three two, and on the tape you can see he can cover the field, but uh, he doesn't finish plays a lot. And that bothers me. Uh, he, he's also not very good at diagnosing, which as a safety, you really need to be. Uh, so I think that'll limit his abilities there. He, he's definitely got a lot of work to do. But as a yeah, special... Well, he's raw. He's, raw, he's very sure. raw. Yeah, yeah. Literally the definition. Uh, but I've heard the team talking about him as a special teams ace. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. 100% with that. I think he can definitely come in and help our special teams right away with his speed, you know. Not few players in this draft can cover the field like he can. So Mm -hmm. I I like him in that role, but in round four, are we really going to draft a special teams guy? And if he can't work on his mental processing deep, covering deep, then I don't don't know where his upside is. I'm hesitant to say that it's high. You know, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure this is the kind of player we want with our fourth rounder. That's my take. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, I think you you reached very, very much for him in the fourth round. I mean, you lose Nas Paul, so I I get the the immediate feel for a need for an impact special teamer, but in the fourth round, you're getting a, a fringe starter. You know, in this draft, you get Tim Settle, who probably is going to start, would start on other teams, you know, in the you know, fourth round, in the fifth round. So there was starting talent left out there. Um, I think Wyatt Teller went in the fourth or fifth round. Tyrell so, Crosby was one guy I wanted. He was a second-round tackle. A lot of people were talking about moving to guard. I think that's where he projects. I was, I really wanted them to pick him, but uh, they got Apke. He's a he's a decent player, not really great, not really good upside, but whatever. They yeah, may- but you have this the speed, and if he can, because you know if he can go out and he is a, a Niles Paul on special teams for years to come, is anybody really gonna sit there and be like, yeah, well they took him in the fourth round? No, they're gonna say they have a good special teamer and they're gonna be excited when he's down there blowing guys up, you know, getting kickoff returns or punt returns. So they reached. I don't necessarily like the pick for that reason. I think it was a, a big reach, but I'm, you know, to to try to not be just super negative about it. You have a guy who, you know, three or four years from now, if he's a special teams ace, nobody's really gonna you know, bitch about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, but they made up for it with that fifth round pick, didn't they? Yeah, they definitely did. Fifth round pick. I love Tim Settle. Um, I love Tim Settle even more in the fifth round. I had a you know a third round grade on the guy. I, I thought that you know there was you know he's just a big body and um, 
we, we talked on another episode about how those guys don't necessarily stay with one team uh, through their, their second contract. You look at guys, Jonathan Hankins is still out there, Dontari Poe's on his third team in three years, <laughs> Bane Logan. But I think that for a team that, and I know you hate the whole 32nd ranked against the oh, run yeah. last year. Yep. <laughs> but we have, I, going, you can look back, we have been towards the bottom of the league for the past number of years. We, yeah, we've been towards the league for a rush defense. Last year was a little bit blown up because you have your two best defensive linemen go out. So those numbers are a little bit skewed. But getting him in the fifth round is great. He's a big guy. He's a a, a, a Vita Vea light, for lack of a better term. You know, he, he's not obviously as clean or polished as he is there. But mm-hmm. the size-wise and what he's able to do in the terms of his floor being I'm a guy who I'm going to line up right in the middle, and if you want to put one guy on me to try to block me, that's great because I'll move him out of the way and I'll get to the <laughs> backfield. You know, he take he, he he demands double teams for size alone. Let, forget his strength or speed or anything like that. So, and we we talked earlier. Um, Deron Payne is is right now the nose tackle that they got, and I mean, what if he can't do it? What if that? They put him at nose tackle, and he can't do it. And then, and then you have a you draft it. Yeah, you get a hopefully productive defensive end with your first round pick, but you still are lacking the big nose tackle that you need for a three four. So to get him in the fifth round with his floor being, I I, I require a double team. His ceiling being, watch me be a disruptive force in your running game and help clap the pocket for my outside guys. I really I really like that pick in the fifth round. I think it was asinine that he was on the board in the fifth round it's crazy and i think the redskins did the right thing and one thing i really love um i love for any team you know cowboy whatever you know i love guys getting to go and play for their hometown team i think that's the coolest thing that's that's what you dream of as a kid so for him he played right down the road for me here in manassas you know just an hour outside of uh dc so he, he grew up here to get to go home and play for his hometown team. I think that's an incredibly cool story. And, and to be in a position of need with the potential that he has for this team, I think I love that pick in the fifth round. I think it's, it's a great pick. Oh, yeah, for sure. And our defensive line rotation looks way stronger, way stronger. We also went with uh, defense in round six. We're going to zoom through these here real quick. Uh, Sean Dion Hamilton, the Alabama pipeline continues. Nathan, what can you tell us a little bit about this pick? I know that he he, uh, he has the potential if he can stay healthy. That's his big thing. Is yeah. He's not 100% now. He needs to stay healthy, but he's a good player. From when I quickly looked him up, I didn't do a whole lot of uh, like watching film on him or anything. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I did. <laughs> but his size-wise, uh, he's, he's a little bit undersized. Six foot, 228, right? Yeah. That's arguably a safety. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, seriously. The one thing I really do like about I think he's a practice squad player, at least right now. I think that you know you have Foster, Brown, uh, Zach Vigil, probably going to get Martell Spate. You want to see what you can get out of him. But I think that one thing you can do with him, I wrote down, he's undersized, but he could be versatile, maybe what we want Sue Cravens to be. Um, he's smaller, so you know he doesn't have to be right in the middle going and taking on, you know, pulling guards or whatever and, and, and running backs come up, maybe you can put him over the tight end and stuff like that. I think he might be a little bit more versatile. You can put him in the box. You can rush a little bit off the edge. So 
I do think if he can stay healthy, I think that he's another one of our potential steals in the sixth round. I'm not saying he should have gone second or third round. Maybe, you know, you get him around later than, you know, what you could possibly, like where his ceiling is. So, you know, you're getting a guy who has the potential he has if he can stay healthy. That's a big if, is if he can stay healthy. That's a big if. But if he can do it and put it all together, then, you know, in the sixth round, you're not going to hear any complaints from anybody. And, you know, he's not going to go be an all-pro or, or a pro bowler. But, you know, maybe he goes out and he's like a key contributor in a, in a role position. Yeah, I think he had two season-ending injuries in the span of less than a year. So yeah. that's uh, that's a little iffy there, and it's kind of hard to recover. But the Redskins, they've taken upon themselves to kind of uh, undergo these projects with players like Junior Gallette and Phil Taylor, and uh, both of them worked out. I mean, Phil Taylor, he was working out until he got knocked out again with a quad tear. But Junior Gallette, you know, he came back. He had a great season, so I'm sure they yeah, can bring him back. sack numbers weren't there, but you look and he has those, those almost sacks. And, you know, for a guy coming off two Achilles tears, that's impressive. He came back and he had a very, yeah, impressive. So if they can, if they, if he can get right and, you know, just work his way back and, and you know, work his way up, you know, he, he could be a key contributor for us, you know, in a smaller role Yeah, going for sure. forward. For sure. Uh, what do you think about Greg Stroman? I know you played against him in high school too, so you, you have the floor here. You're kind of entitled to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like this pick too. Um, I, I I don't know where necessarily he was overall looked at and going projected for the draft. What round? Maybe seventh is right where he was. Maybe you got him. Maybe he was a fifth or a sixth round grade for most people. I like him. I think that you know he's got the connection with Torian Gray from Virginia Tech. He's another local kid. You know, I, I just went on about Tim, so I like that he's come back here to play. But another thing he has is he's. He can he, he can develop into maybe a, a slot corner and what we lost in Kendall Fuller. You know, Kendall Fuller, I know a lot of people had a first round, second round grade on him. So he, he might not be as good as what Kendall Fuller was. But if you get a guy who can come in and be serviceable in slot corner when you have such a young corner crop other than Josh Norman, who may or may not be here after this season, to bring him in and get him with Torian Gray, who by all accounts the defensive player, the defensive backs love, you know he can develop into that slot corner and be a great player there. And his his floor, if that doesn't pan out, his floor is he, you you have you have your punt and kick returner solved. That's what he can do from day one. If he makes a roster, I, I would slot him at punt returner kick returner. I don't, I'm, I don't want to see Jameson Crowder back there fumbling the ball like it's a hot potato. I don't want to see 